coming up on today's Locked On Golden Gophers. It took a while, but Rashad Bateman is in the NFL. The receiver goes number 27 overall to the Baltimore Ravens to become the first Minnesota Gopher picked in the first round in 15 years. We'll break down the fit for Bateman as Lamar Jackson has a new toy to play with. And also, it's a big day for the Minnesota football players still on campus tomorrow in the spring game. 10,000 fans will be there, and you'll be able to watch it too. What should you be looking out for? That's all coming up right now here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome into the program and a happy Friday to you. Nate Dickinson with you every single weekday with everything that you need to know about the Minnesota Gophers. Of course, right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. And while we give you all of the Gopher news that you need, you can get all the sports news in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's talk Minnesota Gophers. Coming up on today's show, Rashad Bateman is in the NFL and the spring game tomorrow. It's a big weekend coming up for Gopher Sports. But we will, as always, start things off with everything you might have missed over the last 24 hours in Minnesota news. And we'll start, of course, with the NFL draft. If you weren't tuned in last night, or you maybe tuned in and realized that only four picks had gone by in the first hour, so you figured you'd turn it off and find out in the morning. Well, I'll tell you now, if you didn't already know, Rashad Bateman is an NFL football player. He becomes the first first-round draft pick out of Minnesota in 15 years, goes number 27 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. It's a good fit for Bateman and a good fit for the Ravens, too. We're going to break all that down later on in the program as well. In other news, Minnesota tennis is still alive in the Big Ten tournament. The number 11 seed Gophers beat 14th seeded Indiana on Wednesday. Then yesterday came out and upset number 6 Penn State 4-3. Minnesota moves on and continues. They'll now play number 3 Northwestern today. That starts up at noon local time. And also in basketball news that we'll cover next week, we got football to do today. Ben Johnson has added his third assistant coach in Marcus Jenkins. Jenkins had been the associate head coach or number one assistant at Richmond since 2018. And again, we'll talk more about him next week. But Ben Johnson's coaching staff is now full. All three assistants, they'll try to work now on filling out the roster of guys who will actually be on the court throughout this summer. As far as go for sports today, it's a Friday, which means there's plenty of stuff going on. We mentioned already the women's tennis team is competing in the Big Ten tournament today against Northwestern. It starts up at noon. The Gophers, the 11th seed in that tournament, Northwestern, the number three seed, the Wildcats. In other news, men's golf has the Big Ten championships this weekend. They're over in Carmel, Indiana, a really nice golf course over there they'll be playing at. Of course, we'll keep a track on Angus Flanagan and the rest of the team throughout the weekend as well. The track teams are staying home for the M-City Classic in Minneapolis this weekend. Also, the men's tennis team faces off against Michigan in the Big Ten Tournament today. That starts up at 2 p.m. The baseball team faces off and starts a series against Maryland on the road at 5.30 p.m. tonight. And again, softball was supposed to play Wisconsin in a series this weekend for a border battle. But instead, that game and series have been postponed because of COVID-19 concerns within the Wisconsin program. There's a whole lot more going on this weekend. We'll tell you, of course, about all of the biggest things that happened over the weekend on Monday. But 
we'll talk right now about Rashad Bateman. He's the man of the hour. The man who has been picked in the first round in the NFL draft out of Minnesota for the first time in 15 years. We'll break down exactly how he fits in in Baltimore the team that decided to take a chance on the Minnesota wide receiver. That's coming up in just a minute, right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Well, if you need to bet on, let's say, who's going to be the Rookie of the Year next year, maybe Rashad Bateman, you can head on over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action for you to bet on, too. The NFL Draft, if you are someone who's such a degenerate, you bet on rounds past the first round. And you can also bet on the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, too. The first leg of the Triple Crown, of course, a tradition for the sports bettors out there. You can get all the information you need at BetOnline and get some free money to play with, too. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON, is in the LOCKEDON Podcast Network, and you'll get a 50% bonus on whatever your first deposit is at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Nate Dickinson with you here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We've got a whole lot of stuff going on in the NFL Draft. And you can, of course, follow along with it right here on Locked On. We'll tell you more about that later. Right now, we're going to get into Rashad Bateman, the man who is the man of the hour for the Minnesota Gophers. It is all about Bateman today as he becomes really a Minnesota football legend already in what he did on the field for the Gophers. But now, as far as the numbers on paper go for draft stock, Nobody since 2006 has been as good as Rashad Bateman. Pick number 27 of the first round, the fifth wide receiver taken out of this NFL draft. He joins the Ravens alongside follow receivers Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown. And in that spot, he'll have a chance to compete for a starting spot right away. And if not a starting spot, will definitely be a big piece in the rotation going forward, or at least I believe that's the plan for John Harbaugh with him right away to get him out there and starting. And that's what I think is the biggest reason why Baltimore took Rashad Bateman. Baltimore was always one of the top teams to be eligible for a wideout this season. They had not been secretive that they wanted to get Lamar Jackson another toy to play with. This is an MVP caliber player who did not always look like an MVP last season. So it makes sense for the Ravens to want to focus on that right now and make sure they've gotten everything straightened out at that spot. Because, well, obviously, if you follow the NFL, you know. If you can't figure out the quarterback position, you're not going to be able to figure out anything else. So they get Rashad Bateman to try and give Lamar Jackson, again, just another option, another weapon that will hopefully bring him back to the MVP status he was a couple of years ago. So that's the start of the reason why Baltimore takes not just Rashad Bateman, but a wide receiver. The team wanted to help Lamar Jackson, and they'd spent high picks on it before, would continue to do so again. Hollywood Brown's a good, promising prospect, but he's not a guy who can do everything like Bateman can. Brown's a speed receiver. 
Bateman's a guy who has some speed, he has some size, he has hands, he can work on the outside or in the slot. He's going to be able to have that versatility as far as play calling that Hollywood Brown maybe doesn't provide as much. So I think that Bateman can be a great compliment to Brown, but I really think that rather if things go the right way, it'll very quickly turn into Brown being the nice compliment for Bateman. Because when you get Rashad Bateman out there, a guy who can be a versatile receiver, do it on the sideline, in the slot, wherever. You add that with the sideline speed of Hollywood Brown. That's always going to be a threat. That'll stretch out the defense. Oh, and then, by the way, over the middle, you've got one of the best tight ends in the NFL in Mark Andrews waiting for you. When you put those three weapons together, Lamar Jackson's looking like he should be feeling pretty good. And he was feeling good yesterday when the Ravens picked Bateman. But I'm excited to see what this team can do with that combination of players. All of that together, the speed of Brown, that presence over the middle of Mark Andrews should stretch a defense out to a degree that really Rashad Bateman didn't see ever at Minnesota, even when Tyler Johnson was on the other sideline. There's going to be a whole lot of opportunity for Bateman to make his mark in the NFL early, and I don't know if there's a team where he could have gotten a better opportunity than with the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm not just talking about like the playing time, because there are, sure, other teams who are more desperate for a wide receiver. Other teams where Bateman maybe could have gotten more snaps, more targets. But when you're looking at Baltimore, that's a team that, like Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield from last year, maybe they didn't know it as much, but Rashad Bateman's going to come into this season, this career, competing for a championship right away. He said it when he announced out to the Baltimore Ravens fan base, let's go chase a Super Bowl. That was last night. He realizes what team he got picked on. This is not a rebuild. This is not a team that wants to shape Rashad Bateman and get him ready to be an NFL player. This is a team that said, Rashad Bateman, you are pro-ready right now. We hope that one day you can be elite, but you are going to be on that football field week one and expected to produce from the start. And that's what Rashad Bateman's been selling. It's what Rashad Bateman has been telling people he can do better than the average wide receiver prospect in this draft. Yeah, Jamar Chase is obviously pro-ready too. Devontae Smith is going to do pretty well. But Rashad Bateman, more than some of the other wide receivers in this draft, was ready to be a guy that could help out Lamar Jackson in this first week, in the first week of his first NFL season. And now he's on the Ravens where Jackson can get him the ball, where he can learn from a good coaching staff, first of all, not to mention one of the best drafting coaching staffs in modern memory, the Ravens have been an outstanding drafting team. I mean, obviously got Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round and turned him around into an MVP quickly. So as far as a fit from a combination of both chance to win, chance to have an impact on a good NFL team, chance to make a name for yourself, and also just chance to succeed long term. I don't know if there's a team Rashad Bateman could have asked for that would have been better than what Baltimore provides. He's going to be on a winning team and really helping to contribute on the offense of that team from the start. I think he has the opportunity to set himself up for a really, really successful rookie season with Baltimore, but it's obviously all going to depend on what he does now in these months leading up to the season. Where does he fit in alongside Hollywood Brown? Can the Ravens figure out exactly where the best spots are to use him on all these plays? That takes time, but Rashad Bateman should be very, very happy that he's on a team that has so many other weapons that can help him get his and also has a quarterback like Lamar Jackson 
in a league right now that is, well, as we saw yesterday, scrambling in some spots to find any sort of quarterback skill. So that's just my quick little take on Rashad Bateman and what I think he has to provide the Baltimore Ravens in specific, now that we know right away. I think he's a guy who's going to obviously do it from the start. He's someone who was drafted to do it from the start. He's not going to have to prove himself to the Ravens. The Ravens are expecting him to be in that lineup. And I think he can be someone who is, well, making the highlights that we were tweeting out about Antoine Winfield and Tyler Johnson last year. I see just as many going from Lamar Jackson to Rashad Bateman this season. Well, we've talked about the gopher who isn't a gopher anymore. Now let's talk about the other gophers on the gridiron who will be playing this weekend in the spring game. That's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, you got to try out Built Bar. I know we talk about Built Bar a lot here on the show, but I'm serious, guys. This stuff tastes so, so good. I first went on to the Built Bar website when they became a sponsor and just took a look at stuff. And I'll agree with what a lot of people have agreed with, too. Some of the Built Bar flavors are just weird. But that's your opinion, not the person who really, really likes that particular flavor, right? So Built Bar is not trying to be the one that gives you everything that's so great, right? There's going to be flavors that they have you don't like. There's going to be flavors that they have that you love. And that's what they're looking for. That one flavor that will really just latch onto you and you can't, can't stay away from it. For my mother, it's the coconut brownie flavor. I like the birthday cake myself. I've been stealing those ones out of the pantry. You can go to BuiltBar.com and try it out. Look at all the flavors. Find one that catches your eye. And then when you check out, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Try it out. Built Bar, the best protein and healthy combination along with the taste that you can get out there. Nate Dickinson back here with Locked On Golden Gophers. Well, we just chatted Rashad Bateman and the first round of the NFL draft, but there's still plenty of draft left. Six rounds of it. It'll go a little bit quicker over these next couple of days than the first round did. But you can tune into the Locked On Podcast Network for all of your draft coverage as we're partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL draft. You can get insight analysis from our Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Follow all of our Twitter accounts at Locked On Pods on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. For our personal account, we'll be keeping track as Benjamin St. Juiced hopefully goes off the board soon. All of that coming here this weekend as part of the Locked On Podcast Network's draft coverage. So tune in wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your social media, really, and find us. We'll have the best coverage that you could ask for right here on Locked On. Well, let's talk first, before we get into all the stuff going on with the NFL draft, let's step back and talk about, well, college football again. This is a college sports show, isn't it? The Gophers take to the field for the spring game tomorrow. Minnesota looking to bounce back after a bit of a tough season in 2020, not just for the pandemic, but, well, for the run defense in particular and for Minnesota as a whole. After a breakout season in 2019, Minnesota fell off floated around 500 at the end part of the season and was worse than that to start things off. The Gophers have plenty of work to do. And P.J. Fleck knew that. Knew it last season, was telling it to us all of last season. And 
now comes into this spring with a team that is touting the most quote-unquote experience in college football with 20 starters returning. We've talked to people already about that, how that number's kind of misleading. But let's discuss real quick before we go, just some things that I think you should be watching out for most as we get to the spring game tomorrow afternoon. The first and obviously biggest thing I want to talk about is the quarterback position. Tanner Morgan's been good. I know he wasn't as good as he was in 2019 and 2020. I don't think anybody's arguing that. But I don't think he needs to do quite as much as maybe some people are putting on him. Morgan needs some more help from his team around him as well. And I think that that's the thing you're looking for with Morgan, more so than his play, is just how the plays are run, really. Like, the team needs to do more than what it did two years ago, and get more than what it did... I'm sorry, the team needs to get more of what it had from Tanner Morgan two years ago. Because he definitely wasn't as good either, but the team, again, just wasn't as good around him, too. So when I'm looking at Tanner Morgan in that offense, in general, I'm just looking for smooth plays. This is a guy who's now an established Big Ten quarterback, has been repping with this first team for multiple years now. So he should know what he's doing out there, and the rest of the team around him should be able to know what it's doing too. Again, it's the spring game. Football doesn't start till fall, so a lot of these guys are still learning this stuff. But if I can see Tanner Morgan looking comfortable out there, looking confident out there, not looking confused, if things are running smoothly for the offense, I don't care as much about whether or not Morgan is able to throw touchdown passes in the spring game. That's not what I'm worried about. I don't care about the final score of this game. I care about how Tanner Morgan looks out there running this offense, though. And I want to be able to see him make the smooth snap, five-step, seven-step, drop-back, three-step, drop. I don't know, but it's just going to be something where I see him making his reads well. And I don't see him darting those eyes around. I don't see him improvising. I want to see smoothly run plays out of a quarterback who's been running them for a long time now. And I want to see signs of that confident, calm, collected Tanner Morgan that we saw in 2019. Because in 2020, partly because of his own play and also partly because of the play around him and his offensive line, there was times where he just had to look like he had no idea what he was doing out there. So if he can look more comfortable, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team does in the fall with him. Again, that's a small thing, but it's something to look out for. Staying on the offensive side, I think another question you have to ask is, who's going to replace Rashad Bateman? Bateman replaced Tyler Johnson. Chris Ottman-Bell would be the next player in line in that lineage, but can he be the same kind of breakout star that Rashad Bateman was? He's shown flashes of elite play. He has plenty of great games with the Gophers, but he has not been able to show that kind of consistency that both Bateman and Johnson had to carry this team through the hardest times. Like Mo Ibrahim on the offense was the big player who really carried the whole team to stay in games when that defense was really struggling. It's going to have to be somebody on the passing game to be that reliable force when nobody else is there some days. And I don't know if Chris Ottman-Bell is it. So I'm looking for who is the favorite target for Tanner Morgan? Who is the guy getting the reps out there at the different spots on the field? An X spot, Y spot, slot, all that stuff. Is it going to be Chris Ottman-Bell? Is it going to be a guy like Dylan Wright, the Texas A&M transfer, who Ryan Burns said is someone to watch out for this weekend? I don't know who it will be on Saturday, but I, I do think that 
we should get an idea of at least where P.J. Flex hoping to use his receivers by what we see on the field tomorrow. So that's my second thing to look out for. And then, of course, we got to talk defense, right? The defense was the big downfall of this team last season. And I really just put defense on as a whole, but I guess especially on the run. How does this team look just at every unit, every level? Is it able to set the edge in a way that the Gophers just could not seem to do at times last season? Is the open field tackling better at that second level? And who replaces a guy like Benjamin St. Juiced on the outside, too? Will the passing game and passing defense suffer as a result? Those are all big, big questions, and I guess I'm not giving you anything real specific with the defense because, honestly, it is the defense as a whole that I think you should be looking at because everything on that defense needed improvement. But if you're looking for a specific thing, I'd say that defensive line. It's the one that needs it the most, that help, because of just how badly that run defense was last year for the Gophers. But at the same time, it's the spot where I think a lot of people are expecting Minnesota to improve the most. There's a whole lot more experience on that line. You have transfers coming in like Pinckney, Niles Pinckney from Clemson, who was a captain on that team. So you have the leadership, you have the experience. That defensive line should be the biggest improvement on the defensive side of the football, just on paper. That's the unit, if I'm looking at one on defense, that I'm trying to figure out. All right, is this guy or are these guys as good as everyone's hoping they will be? Just a quick look at what I think you should expect to see over the weekend on the spring game. Of course, we'll recap everything on Monday that happened over on Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium. And also talk next week more Minnesota basketball stuff. Ben Johnson has his third assistant coach. And of course, you know, the transfer portal is not done yet. We'll talk about all of that next week here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Until then, row the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers.